Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Look at all this loot I got. I just can't tell you how much I love trading cards. That's what we were doing right before we came on the air. I was getting them all organized. Now I got them all organized. And uh, we got a lot more than just trading cards to talk about. But I just think it's so fun. I, I spent the weekend with my nephews. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope everybody had a great Mother's Day weekend. And uh, I kicked it with the family a lot, especially yesterday. And got to take in some six-year-old soccer and all that. But I was just thinking about how cool cards really are. You know, I've told the story here uh, on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio many times about how much uh, I loved collecting cards when I was a kid and how much I think that set me up for just like the retention and regurgitation of information. Uh, but it's also just like a fun archiving of history, too. My nephew is going to be seven in September. This kid can have like a full-fledged conversation with you about like Hakeem Olajuwon and David Robinson and Alonzo Mourning and Patrick Ewing. Because he's been playing with these guys on the historic teams. This kid wasn't even, these guys were retired for 20 years by the time this kid's even born. And he's still talking about uh, some of the greats of the game. So there is some downsides to certain stuff, but I think trading cards are just so cool. And so I was getting, uh, myself and Rajim, we we opened some cards on the show last Friday. And uh, I was just getting them organized right before the show. So uh, we lead with just how cool I think collecting memorabilia is. It's not just about the sports part of it. There's so much recall that goes into any of it but it's just good good brain training and it's just fun so we got some cool cards from uh, Zootown sports cards last week and uh, I can't wait to show some of these to my nephews but it's just uh, it's a fun hobby 
I don't know. I was just feeling happy about our collectibles. Hope you had a great weekend. Ours was uh, outstanding. It might finally be uh, nice for the long haul here in Missoula. Knock on wood, I hope so. Uh, going to my first concert tonight. Going in totally blind. I did this last year, too. My first concert of the year last year uh, here in Missoula was Yola at the, the Wilma. I had heard the scuttle around the Missoula Broadcasting Office. You know, they were playing Yola on the trail. But I was uh, certainly almost completely unfamiliar with her. I'm doing that same thing tonight. I'm going with my girlfriend. We're going to Joseph tonight at the Wilma. And uh, I got no idea. I have no clue. I know nothing about Joseph, uh, but I expect it to be a rocking show. So let the concert season begin. I I was feeling, I I love being here. I love doing the show. Today was the first time in, and you know, we all go through this ebbs and flows of your job, whatever. Today was the first time in, oh man, probably since last July that I was like, man, I just don't want to go to the studio right now. Not because I don't want to hang out with you guys. I'm so excited to be hanging out with all of you guys. It's just so nice outside. Like, all I wanted to do was start my walk downtown and just, you know, let it take 10 miles because it's just so nice outside. So hopefully uh, you're out and about enjoying yourself. And uh, no matter how you're tuning in, whether it's on ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television, or the ESPN MT app, we appreciate you uh, for tuning in. Um Ton to get to today. The Big Sky Conference Outdoor Track and Field Championships wrapped up uh, over the weekend. Some outstanding and some would even say surprising performances. A couple of the stalwart names from Montana State carried the day. Uh, Duncan Hamilton finishes with a complete flurry. He is the most valuable athlete of the uh, Big Sky Outdoor Track and Field Championships. So quite a cap to his Big Sky Conference career. The Montana State Distance Corps dominated both sides, men's and women's, and that helped boost the Bobcats to second place in uh, each of the team races at the Big Sky Outdoor Championships. A handful of gold medalists for each of uh, the Cats and the Grizz. And the Grizz got some good performances, too. And the Grizz were uh, in sixth when this thing ended, which is an improvement. And Andrew and I talked about last week uh, just how you would gauge improvement in a sport like track and field. And I think that's one of the, the tangible ways you do it is you just you just judge it based on individual and team performance within the scope of this season. So um, good job by the Grizz, great job by the Bobcats. And uh, that's a wrap now for Big Sky Conference sports. There will be a few more Big Sky teams and athletes competing uh, probably, I don't know, I'd, I'd say probably close to, to 50, maybe even more than 50 uh, athletes from the Big Sky Conference will head to the, the NCAA West Regional track and field uh, meet. And uh, the Big Sky Softball Champion, Northern Colorado, who, by the way, sort of came out of nowhere to win the Big Sky Softball Championship, they just received their seed today. They'll play in the regional out in Seattle Washington receives one of the top eight seeds. The way the softball tournament works is the top eight seeds receive uh, the host site, and they host a little regional. Then you go to super regionals. So the host team is the Washington Huskies. They're one of eight top seeds. The Huskies are uh, the number seven seed. So that's where uh, Northern Colorado gets sent to. So just a few more Big Sky athletes competing. Um But mostly a wrap for the Big Sky Conference uh, for this year's sort of slate of championships. So we will talk uh, all the way around all the top results from the Big Sky Conference Championship in uh, relation to Montana. We will uh, also hear from the head coaches of the respective programs, 
Doug Fraley, Montana head coach, will join us at 4.30. And Lyle Weiss, Montana State's head coach, will join us at 4.45. That's all part of the Montana Sports Hour. It's usually the Montana Basketball Hour or the Montana Football Hour to start off the show each uh, Monday to get your week started each Monday. Today, though, mostly, almost exclusively about track and field. So, uh, regardless, it's presented by Blackfoot Communications. Had a great time over lunch today with some folks from Blackfoot. Thanks to Debbie and her team for inviting me again. Uh, City Club Missoula, this is the third time I've gone. Uh, it's awesome. It's it's something that I think is so important. You know, I often think I, I sound like a broken record, but I'm often talking about uh, civil engagement, civic engagement, and... Uh, discourse amongst us, you know, discourse amongst your neighbors. It's totally okay to have a conversation and even an argument where there's no feelings attached to it. And it's also, I think, good to talk about tough or um, challenging subject matters. So City Club of Missoula just brings people from around the community together. There's usually a panel uh, and and a topic. And um, then you get to have a discussion with your respective table. Everybody gets to ask some questions. It's just a great thing for a community, community gathering. And today was about the current state of and the potential future of the media in Montana. So (laughs) if you know me, you know I certainly um, care about this deeply. But it was fun being there with the folks at Blackfoot, and they are the presenting sponsor of this first hour here uh, at Nuanas now. Blackfoot's customers have access to the latest technologies backed by 24-7 technical support to learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right service for your business, uh, visit goblackfoot.com. Maybe a little bit more about what we talked about at City Club a little later on, but here is some of the best of the weekend uh, before we start talking about some track and field results because that is part of and sort of the crescendo of the best of the weekend when it comes to Montana athletes. We are getting close to here uh, to the, the state track meets, just a couple weeks away. So this upcoming weekend, we'll have divisional tournaments in a variety of different sports. I got an email today. The Western A softball tournament will be out there in Frenchtown. So that'll be fun. Um, and we'll, we'll let you know probably tomorrow where all the respective uh, divisional district tournaments are for softball. The divisional track meets are uh, for all the classifications of track. So uh, it's that time of year. We're about to wrap up all the championship postseasons. And, uh, you know, then we'll just basically bore you by talking about as much NBA as we possibly can. No, I'm just kidding. We actually have Andrew's putting his hands up in, in glee behind the glass. Uh, I, we actually do have a Google Doc going of interesting people to uh, interview uh, from Montana or, you know, they have Montana ties. But that could actually be fun. Why don't you guys tell us? 406-888-1029. Any and all. And, and maybe we'll find a way to get you entered into something um, we will have all sorts of different prizes throughout the week. But either way, just engage with us. Tell us, who do you want to hear from? Who would be a great interview in your mind for us to do during the summer? 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line today and every day. Uh, hit up that Rangage Brothers RV phone line. 888-1029. Let us know who we should interview uh, this summer. Uh my first best of the weekend, had a nice Mother's Day yesterday, went and watched some soccer, uh, got to see my mom, got to see my brother's mother-in-law, who's, you know, like a de facto second mom to us, and uh, got to hang out with, all, you know, most of my family that lives in town, and uh, then went home pretty early from that gathering, because uh, I had to go hang out with my gal, she had just gotten off of work, and so I wanted to watch a movie, and uh, I had never seen Captain Phillips, I don't know how I had never seen this, 
what an intense movie. Uh, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, the stories. So I don't think there's any store, uh, spoiler alerts to be had here. But the cinematography is incredible. The the uh, angles and how close and claustrophobic they make you feel, man. And, yeah, you know, the acting is superb. Tom Hanks is outstanding. I, uh, I, I also learned all about Cot. That's K-H-A-T. That's what the, the pirates are chewing on. I had never known about this. So Cot is... Uh, Largely African and South American, I believe, where they can grow it. But it's it's like a stimulant-based leaf, and you chew it up. I had no idea about any of this, but the, the pirates in, in this are Somalian pirates, and they're uh, before they capture Captain Phillips, they're eating cot like it's going out of style. So I learned all about cot. I learned all about pirates off the uh, east coast of Africa, piracy in the Indian Ocean. Uh, I was all sorts of... Mind blown <laughs> last night by while watching this movie, but it's a very entertaining movie. I know it's ten plus years old. You're probably sitting here thinking, uh, Nuanas, how you never seen this movie? Uh, I just haven't. Sorry. <laughs> have you seen this movie, Andrew? I have not. No, I know what it's. You I know, know what the it's premise. About. Yeah, I would say this. You and I are sort of wired the same way, where it's like, okay, we know the story, we kind of know how it ends. I don't really know why I want to waste my time watching this. Uh, I'll just read something or read about it or whatever. Uh, but this one I would say is worth watching just because the way they shoot it, it's just so visually intense. Like, you already know what's going to happen. The guy gets captured, yada, yada, yada. But it, it's just really good acting. I, I don't know. If, you ever, if you're ever bored, if you ever need a movie, Captain and, Phillips is and good. And who's the captain? The captain is so, Captain Phillips is, so, is a very famous actor? Uh, Tom Hanks. Is, Tom is, Hanks. Is, yeah, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, and it's quintessential Tom Hanks. The, the young man who plays sort of the, uh, the villain of the story, he won Best Supporting Actor for it. So... Um, it's it's a cool movie. I, I enjoyed myself last night, certainly. Uh, a couple other things from over the weekend. Speaking of the Big Sky Conference, we have been talking about sort of in jest, but also just trying to make ourselves feel better about the state of affairs because uh, Big Sky Conference men's basketball, to say it's going to be a completely new league next year is an understatement. Basically, all of the familiar faces from the All-Big Sky teams have all transferred. Every single individual player award winner has transferred from MVP Steel Venters to Defensive Player of the Year, Darius Brown. Isaac Jones landed at Washington State last week, uh, at the Newcomer of the Year at Idaho last year. So uh, it's been a, a, a large overturn already. The only two returning All-Big Sky performers from last season slated are Dylan Jones at Weber State and Anand Mooney at Montana. Now, Dylan Jones played in the in a G League showcase this weekend, and then that subsequently earned him an invite to the NBA uh, Combine. I know what the NBA Combine is. What was this G League showcase that he was playing in? And I've never really heard of that. I've heard of declaring for the draft, not hiring an agent, all that stuff. How does Dylan Jones sort of fit into this? How is he playing in this G League showcase uh, while still maintaining his eligibility? I think it's like... I think it's like almost a secondary combine for secondary under the radar college prospects. You can get, but you don't have to have declared. No, okay. I, maybe it's just like a a, a postseason all star yeah. game type of thing. I mean, why you wasn't can, like you a Mod Rory playing in that? You can Tyler declare Hall. for the draft without losing your college. I mean, every, no, for sure. As long as you don't hire an agent, a lot of players test the draft waters every year, and I I guess sure. you can get invited to this without declaring for the draft. That, that must be it, because I, I Dylan Jones, to my knowledge, has not declared for the draft. If Dylan Jones had declared for the draft, just, you know, only fringely knowing him, but just knowing more just the way that the world is now, he I think he certainly would have said that on his 
social media pages. So, I don't know, interesting. I mean, he's I, I'm high on Dylan Jones. He was my preseason MVP last year. I thought he was the MVP of the league this year uh, during the regular season as well. I mean, I, I'm buying Dylan Jones all day long. And, uh, I mean, I think it's just an affirmation to his level of talent that he's, uh, you know, getting a shot in the uh, – the NBA draft combine. I, I just have never heard of this. I guess I just was a little surprised by this. Because if you can go play G League and then also get invited to the combine and get an evaluation without losing any eligibility, that seems like a pretty great opportunity. Seems like a pretty good deal. It, it's the G League elite camp. Yeah. Grant Nelson from North Dakota State was also at, at this. 44 he, guys, and Dylan Jones yeah. is one of eight of them who got, I guess, called up to the actual NBA wow. combine. I mean, as high as I am on Dylan Jones, that part actually does surprise me a little bit, though, because he's a phenomenal college player, especially small conference college player. I, I never for one minute when I was watching him, though, thought he was league, but but maybe I'm wrong, and this is a great opportunity for him to prove that one way or the other. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, any exposure that you can get, particularly coming from the Big Sky Conference, is huge. Certainly, I, he's a guy who I think deserves deserves a shot, and he's got certainly... Uh, several aspects of his game that could potentially be NBA level. I think the three-point shot is going to be big for him this year. And he's he's got to be better than he was last year. He started shooting it well. He shot it well, but if, if you are him and you're a flat-footed set shooter, you got to shoot that thing at 42-plus percent. For sure, but you can see him fitting into a lot of roles on the basketball team because he can guard a lot of positions, because he can handle the ball if you need him to. He can be your secondary point guard. Uh, he's obviously a great rebounder. He's a good defender. He can shoot it a little bit, like you think, like you yeah. said. I think he's got to get a little bit better at that. But you could see some guys having a, a, a good evaluation on him as a p- potential pro player. Noah Zal, ESPN Radio, Big Sky Conference News, as part of the part of the Montana Sports Hour uh, here on Nuanas Now. Uh, updates from over the weekend on in the pro sports ranks. First of all, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Florida Panthers. Dispatch of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So that series surprisingly ends uh, 4-1. to Florida wins that series. And uh, so they are into the Eastern Conference Finals to take on Carolina. That means with the Maple Leafs and the Edmonton Oilers losing over the weekend, no Canadian Cup champion for the 30th straight year. So uh, Canada, the Montreal Canadiens, uh, and, and several of the other franchises in Canada utterly dominated the NHL for a long, long time. And, and it hasn't been like that in a long, long time. And some would argue that's been uh, what's why the NHL has had a hard time staying in the, in the national spotlight, you know, actually staying amongst the, the four main pro sports. I think it's a distant fourth at this point. Um, but it's still cool. The hockey's been incredibly exciting. That's that's the juxtaposition here, right, with the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's completely unpredictable. There's not like these linear and well-known stories and character building like there is in the NBA. So it makes it inherently less interesting from a total perspective. But in terms of the actual action on the ice, it is among, if not the most exciting sporting event going on right now. And because it is totally unpredictable... Uh, it's just it's wild, right? I mean, I don't know if anybody had Florida versus Carolina in the Eastern Conference or Las Vegas versus Seattle. I mean, these are the two newest franchises in the entire uh, NHL. And I guess 
I, I'm jumping the gun here because Seattle's got to win. Wood there. Seattle's got to win tonight. I've just been so it's been so fun following the crack. I've been mean, listening to the games on the radio. We're the affiliate. I try to t- tune in at least ten minutes every night because it's just fun to listen to. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty impressive. Vegas though into the the conference finals already. And. Uh, Game seven tonight, right, with uh, Dallas and Seattle? Game seven tonight in Dallas between the Kraken and the Dallas Stars. We'll, of course, have that for you. I think coverage starting at either 6.30 or 7 here on ESPN Radio. Yeah, but just the the juxtaposition between the NHL playoffs and the NBA going on at the same time, where the NBA, I mean, you know who's favored in the series. And and in the NHL, I mean, Boston has the best regular season in history. Yeah. Gets knocked out by Florida in the first first round. round, And now, uh, you know, Florida's into the conference finals, and maybe this team that didn't really do all that much this year is is one of the favorites. Yeah, it's amazing. It just shows you. We talked about this when we debuted our new Stanley Cup segment, which, by the way, uh, actually got – an inquiry about and some feedback today at the city, uh, uh, the city club Missoula luncheon that I went to, uh, had a couple different people say that they've been loving the Stanley cup conversation. So appreciate that. Uh, Mike Anderson, Grizz hockey co-head coach joins us each Wednesday, uh, at, during the five o'clock hour, usually around five 30, a little bit flexible there in the five o'clock hour. Uh, but that's coming up again this Wednesday. So tune in. We'll have a full uh, breakdown. We'll also have results, of course, for you from tonight's Game 7 between Dallas and Seattle. In the NBA, we got the exact same Final Four now as we did during the bubble, which is uh, fascinating. We'll have, uh, I guess this will be the third time in five years, I believe, that the Celtics and the Heat will play each other in the playoffs, including the second time in the last four years that they've played in the Eastern Conference Finals. And it'll be a rematch of the 2020 Western Conference Finals as well as Denver and L.A., the Lakers, uh, are into the Final Four. We have plenty of NBA storylines coming up uh, at the top of the hour. But um, it is the Montana Sports Hour. Some track and field here in just a minute. Doug Fraley, Grizz track coach, will join us here in about 10 minutes. And uh, Lyle Weiss, the head coach of the uh, Bobcat track team, he will join us about... 445. A couple more thoughts, though, on my luncheon today down there at City Club of Missoula. The topic of the day, this is a very depressing topic name, but it was also very intriguing and why I made sure to carve out uh, the 90 minutes down there to, to engage in this. The topic was the edge of the desert. Is Montana in danger of losing its local news? As a uh, as somebody that dreamed of being a newspaper man since I was a, a child, I mean, I you know I knew by the time I was eleven or twelve years old that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a sports writer at the Missoulian. Uh, I wanted to be a sports writer somewhere in the world. And uh, you know, I got an opportunity young in my life to to start writing at the Missoulian when I was at the University of Montana. Journalism, but also newspaper journalism and local news in general, no matter what platform it's on, is has always been something that's very near and dear to my heart, but also beyond my heart, I think something that I believe in, in its principle and in its um, necessity as much as anything. I think that local news breeds uh, community engagement, community togetherness, community discourse, and I think all those things are so important. Uh, We live this so, uh, this reality is so stark for us here in Montana because so much of what happens here doesn't really matter to anywhere else in the world. And so much of what happens so many other places in the world 
doesn't really matter to us here. I shouldn't say it doesn't matter. It doesn't directly affect us. And I think that's everywhere. I think if you take care of your community first, that will then breed into this larger uh, community, this larger society at large. And uh, so I do think, though, that the, the one of the main ways to come together is to get together and talk like we did today. I think that's important. But I also think one of the other ways to, to really have an engaged and not even necessarily harmonious, but at least civil community uh, is to have an informed community, to have people understand what's going on. You're going to be really hard-pressed to hate somebody if you know them and understand them, and at the, at the very least, just understand where they're coming from. So if you know each other, it's going to go a long ways towards our progress with each other. And so the thing that has been so striking to me in watching the, the erosion of local news and you know layoffs going on at newspapers across Montana and across the country, um, largely paltry wages being paid to people that don't work in big markets if they're in any other uh, format like television or radio. And, you know, there's so much that goes into it. I mean, I, I could do an hour on this if you wanted me to, uh, but I won't. I, I do think, though, if the only news that's being consumed isn't local news, it's, it's only national news, then you're going to only be listening to most of the worst news because the national news is so driven by advertising it's so driven by viewership, and that's that's all media for sure. I mean, we're sitting here on the radio, and you know we have to have commercials. We have a lot less commercials than a, a, a big corporate monger, and that's because we're locally owned. And I think that's because I know right now I'm preaching to the choir because there's so many of you out there that's li- that are listening to this right now that are listening to it because it's a local show. It's a Montana show. It's a Montanan doing a show for Montanans or people that have deep ties in Montana. I know people appreciate that around here. But I, I still think it is a, a dire issue, and the more you only consume the, local, the, uh, the national news, excuse me, then the more partisan you become. I, I think that Montana has a great pride of, of being a state that didn't really follow political trends, um, a state with a voting history that's, that's like all over the place, which I think is a good thing because I think that we have cumulatively tried to do what's best. And I don't want to necessarily go down the, the political side of this, but... I do think we have to pay attention to this, and I thought it was a great discussion today. Uh, the panel members, Maritza Giorgio, who worked uh, here in, in uh, local news in Missoula for a long time. Now she works on a national level as a correspondent. Jim Strauss, who was the former uh, publisher of the Missoulian, he also was previously uh, the publisher of the Great Falls Tribune, so a guy who uh, was running two of the most prominent papers in Montana at a point in time. Uh, and then John Adams, who's the, the founder of the Montana Free Press, uh, he has done a phenomenal uh, amount of work as well as uh, a lot of important work as well. So I, th- I thought it was a great discussion. I hope it's something we can keep talking about because I do think it's really, really important. I think there's a lot of things that people don't understand about it. And I think that that's only just because we just haven't had enough discussion about it. So uh, I think we need to keep on talking about it. Here are the uh, top results. It is the Montana Sports Hour here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Individual uh, top results from the Big Sky Outdoor Track and Field Championships. For the Grizzlies, four gold medals. Jaden Green set a PR twice, first in his qualifying race, then in the finals of the 110-meter hurdles. He ran 13.81 seconds. 
destroying his school record. We had him on the show after he beat his school record a couple weeks ago. He took that record and put it in the rear view by almost six-tenths of a second. So 13-8-1 gets Jaden Green a gold medal in the 110 hurdles. Pretty impressive for him. Evan Todd, as expected, wins the men's javelin. 222 feet, 4 inches the winning throw. Holly Sudol, who won the, uh, she was awarded the presidential scholarship last week as the, the top female scholar athlete at the University of Montana. She gets that award and then goes out and runs 60.14 seconds in the 400-meter hurdles to take the gold medal. So she was favored going into that event, and she gets that one done as well. And then probably the surprise of the meet, Erin Wild, who's a freshman from Whitefish, Montana, she goes five foot nine and a quarter inch in the high jump. That's a personal best and also wins her a gold medal. It's been a, a minute since uh, anybody besides Lucy Corbett was wearing that gold medal in the high jump. To be fair, Corbett was uh, competing injured in this Big Sky Outdoor Championships. Uh, they each had uh, the top jump, five, nine and a quarter. Both uh, Aaron Wild and Lucy Corbett did. Uh, but less misses for Wild, so that's why she's awarded the championship. Regardless, uh, sort of an unbelievable event for a freshman to beat a Big Sky legend and, and one of the headline makers of this Big Sky Outdoor Track and Field Championships uh, down in Greeley. For the Bobcats, as we mentioned, Duncan Hamilton, the MVP of the meet, he won the 3,000-meter steeplechase, then he came back out about 20 minutes later, ran the fastest qualifying time in the 1,500 meters, then he comes out on Saturday uh, early afternoon, places second in the 5,000 meters, and then he goes and runs in the 1,500-meter final and gets on the podium, gets third. So 24 points in his final Big Sky Outdoor Championships for Duncan Hamilton, and he is awarded the uh, most valuable athlete of the meet uh, on the men's side. Ben Perrin also made history. He's a Kalispell Flathead product. He won the 10,000 meters for the second time in his career. Only two other guys have ever done that. Both of them Bobcats, both of them legends. Shannon Butler, Casey Germain, the only other two guys to ever win multiple 10,000-meter championships at Montana State. So Ben Perrin joins Elite Company. He also gets on the podium in the 5K, so that's a pretty impressive double dip. 10,000-meter champion and uh, third in the 5K. uh, Pretty uh, outstanding performance by Montana State's men's uh, distance core. And the women, they also had an outstanding meet, led by Camilla Noe. She wins the 10K on Friday night and comes back and finishes second in the 5K. Last year at the Big Sky Outdoor Track and Field Championships, the Bobcat women's distance score scored two points. This year they scored 36 to help Montana State get into triple digits and finish second overall as a team. The Bobcat men, they also finished second overall uh, as a team. The Grizz, sixth. Uh, on each side. I think that the, the Cats getting second on the women's side particularly is really impressive considering Corbett uh, was hurt. She still did score the eight points there on the high jump. Uh, but also impressive because Elena Carter, who scored more than 20 points last year for the Cats, she redshirted this outdoor season uh, with an injury. So um, even without full strength, uh, the MSU women still very impressive uh, in Greeley, Colorado over the weekend. Thanks to Blackfoot Communications for their continued support of so many different things in this Missoula community. They're involved with so much with us, but also so much uh, elsewhere as well. I I was sitting with Blackfoot at the uh, City Club today, and uh, they're just involved in so many great things that happen in this community. Uh, Blackfoot Communications, they've been serving Montana homes for more than six decades, providing communities with new and better ways to communicate in and connect to an ever-changing world. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right service for your business, visit goblackfoot.com. Let's catch up with a couple of those coaches, starting with Doug Fraley, the head coach of the Grizz track team. That's next. Keep it right here. 
Iwan is now ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Sitting over here taking pictures of myself on TV, which is just hilarious because I need photographic proof of this. I'm wearing this jersey not because I'm going to start wearing jerseys. That's actually, in fact, something I make fun of my friends for doing all the time, mostly to be a contrarian. I don't actually think it's immature if you wear a jersey. I just say it because it's fun to make fun of them, especially a couple of my buddies. You wear Niners jerseys to the bar. I, you know, how can I not? I need photo evidence, though, of wearing a jersey because this is probably the last time I'm ever going to wear it in public. This is just cool because, I, first of all, I couldn't believe it fit me. Second of all, though, we got this from Zootown Sports Cards. If you look at the back, it's signed by Robert Mathis, who's a Hall of Fame defensive end uh, from the Indianapolis Colts during the, the Peyton Manning days. So this is cool. Zootown Sports Cards has all sorts of cool things, including these memorabilia boxes, 170 bucks. You're going to get a jersey from an NFL player. No matter what, it's going to be a jersey. It might be Tom Brady. It might be Peyton Manning. It might be Robert Mathis. Who knows? Still fun, though. And, uh, you know, so I'm just showing it off for him. Big Sky Conference Outdoor Track and Field Championships played out over the weekend in Greeley, Colorado. Montana certainly improved. I've been hard on the Grizz track team. I do think that they uh, should have been better than they have been for the last several years, but they're getting better now. And I think a part of that is having a new head coach. Uh, it was a sort of a tumultuous time there for the Grizz for a couple years. Uh, a couple coaching changes, but now uh, Doug Fraley about to wrap up his first full season as the head coach. In Montana, they finished sixth in both men's and women's track and field at the outdoor championships. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. And our coverage of the Big Sky Outdoor Track and Field Championships continues. We're joined now by the head coach of the Montana Grizz track team, Doug Fraley. And Coach, thanks so much for being here. Uh, just take us through your your first outdoor meet in the Big Sky Conference uh, at a championship level. So what did you think? Hey, Coulter, thanks again for having us on. You know, we appreciate uh, time on your show. Hey, we had a good week down in, in Greeley at the Big Sky Outdoor Championships. Uh, you know, we finished with uh, four conference champions and uh Others on the podium, a lot of kids scored, did a good job. You know, the first couple of days down there were pretty nasty with rain and, and wind and stuff. But, you know, like I told our team before the meet, I said, hey, this is Grizz weather, so let's not uh, 
let's not go out and falter because of the weather. We can't use that as an excuse. And and the kids really embraced that and went out and did a great job for us. Is there a, an element there, though? Because you guys did have such bad weather during the regular season all, all spring long. So, I mean, is there a sort of an element, though, of, of sort of being used to it? Oh, no doubt about that. You know, we train in, in, in a lot of that weather, you know, once we got back outside and, and our first couple of home meets had sleet and snow and rain and everything. Uh, and, and we're out there training in that quite often too. And, uh, you know, the, the way the early part of the spring went. So, you know, when we got to Colorado shoot, it was, uh, rainy and windy, but it was, you know, 50, 55 degrees, which we would have, we would love to have that in March. So we, we had some good experience with that early in the spring. And, you know, quite frankly, a lot of our roster is from the, from the Northwest, if not Montana itself. And, you know, those kids who that's, that was the, the way they went through their high school competitions in the springtime. So, you know, I felt like that was a little bit of an advantage for us with our kids. And, you know, they just go out and they went out and embraced it, did a fine job. Well, it's always fascinating, too, to analyze this from a team perspective. And I know that uh, you guys are uh, in the midst of this rebuilding process there uh, with Grizz Track. But uh, certainly improvements on both the men's and women's side from a team perspective. Sixth place on both sides. So what did you think of just uh, where you guys' team was able to make strides between maybe the indoor and the outdoor seasons? Yeah, yeah. We were pleased with bumping up a couple spots. Obviously, we uh, we want to get a lot a lot higher than six on a regular basis in the league, but it's a good track league. And, you know, going through this process for the first time in the big sky kind of enlightens me and my staff on, you know, where there are opportunities to improve, you know, where there are opportunities that fit our strengths from a coaching staff point of view. And from a recruiting point of view, uh, you know, one of the things that really helped us in, in the transition from indoor to outdoor is a couple of events that they don't contest inside, which are the like the 400 meter hurdles, which we had a champion and on the women's side, and then and two guys scoring on the men's side in the 400 hurdles. Obviously, the javelin, both men and women, that's always been a strong suit at the University of Montana, and that tradition continued this year with with a uh, podium finish on the women's side and a, a champion on the men's side. So you get a couple of areas like that. Uh, that are strengths for our program and, and you put those into the mix in the outdoor season, that's a big bump for us. Doug Fraley joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. He's the head coach of the University of Montana track and field program. They're back from the Big Sky Outdoor Championships and uh, coach four gold medals, which was uh, cool to see. And I know that a couple, uh, specifically Evan Todd and, and Holly Sudol were sort of Maybe not expected, but they were the top seeds in their respective events going into those. But then two others that uh, really sort of peaked at this outdoor championship and Jaden Green winning the 110 hurdles and also Aaron Wild winning the high jump. So uh, first, just take us through, uh, just start with Evan, because he's a guy that's joined us on this show several times, a Montana-made guy from up there in Kalispell. And he's sort of been that that one of those top guys in the javelin for several years. So uh, what do you think of his ability to just kind of handle the pressure and, and go out there and, and win the gold? You know, Evan is such a warrior i mean he went out there not only did he win the gold he had all six of his throws far enough to win it i mean that is a dominant performance when you're able to go out and all six of your efforts are better than the next best guy um you know we were expecting him to win because he's been so consistent but the bottom line is it's championship meet uh you know especially out there on the day they threw there was pretty harsh elements with the wind um but he went out there and handled that 
like a true defending champ and two-time champ. It was awesome. And then for Holly, I mean, she's such a phenomenal uh, sort of just representative of the University of Montana. I know she won a big award for her academics as well. But, I mean, what do you think of just having an athlete like that that can pair, you know, gold medal performances on the track with also just outstanding efforts off the track as well? You know, Holly goes about everything she does in life that way. It doesn't matter whether it's academics or community service or being out on the track. She she goes after it with everything she has. And it was great for her because, you know, she was favored heavily to win that race. And, and they got into the home stretch and there were two women right with her. But you could just see how calm and composed and focused she was. She wasn't going to be the one of those three to make a mistake. And she just ran away from them in the last 80 meters and, and made it look easy. It was It was really a tremendous performance by her. We had Jaden Green on the show a couple weeks back, and uh, what a cool guy. What a nice young man he is. And uh, also, though, a, a guy that really, really seemed driven throughout this year to really go out with a bang. And, and then he did it running a PR and winning a gold in that 110-meter uh, hurdle. So uh, pretty cool probably for you as a coach to see a, a guy like that who's a senior uh, sort of finish with such a uh, uh, crescendo like he did. Yeah, Jade, you know, Jaden is, is just a fantastic young man, and he has so much personality, so much charisma about him, and he's such a good athlete. And, you know, he was he was ranked third going in uh, to the championships. And, and the thing about Jaden is he had a belief, he has had a belief the entire outdoor season that he's going to progress and win that Big Sky Outdoor Championship. He talked about it with his coaches all spring. He talked about it with his teammates all spring. And we get to the meet, and he runs two really, really outstanding races and and wins it. And, you know, he said that he was ready for it. He knew it was coming, and he had that belief. And, boy, he brought it to fruition. I mean, I think the Grizz Nation that was there, both teammates and fans and everybody, I think that was possibly the highlight of the meet for us just because everybody thinks so highly of that young man and and he believed that he could do it and he brought it to fruition it was fantastic a total of four gold medals for the university of montana track team at the outdoor championships this last weekend doug fraley montana head track coach joining us here to recap it all and uh coach I, i'm sure you always love to see especially young athletes peak at the right time in these conference meets but uh I think the I couldn't even think of the last time somebody na- not named Lucy Corbett won the women's high jump in the Big Sky. But now there is a new champion in Aaron Wild. So what did you think of your freshman going out there and, and winning uh, that high jump title? Speechless is the word that comes to mind. You know, Aaron's had a phenomenal freshman year. Young lady from Whitefish up there, and and she comes in as a freshman and and just has done a really good job of improving throughout the indoor season into the outdoor season. You know, goes into the the league meet ring third, and we thought, okay, you know, you never know with a freshman if nerves are going to get him and and how they're going to perform. And she's going through that meet really jumping well, and we're thinking, you know, it looks good for her to get a podium finish. And then the next thing you know, she she goes over that. 176 or five five foot nine bar and then lucy lucy who's an absolute legend in the high jump in the state of montana uh is the only other person to make it and then and then at the when the dust settled neither one of them made 510 and we're sitting there going 
holy smokes, Aaron Wilde just beat Lucy Corbett and won the league championship. And it was a big celebration with all of her teammates uh, coming down to the infield and, and giving her hugs and everything. And just a fantastic effort by a freshman from, from Whitefish, Montana. And that, to me, makes it even more special is a young lady from right up the road, uh, you know, who, who wanted to come be a Grizz and next thing you know she's a league champ and i I just could not be prouder of that young lady well very cool doug fraley here on uh nuanas now espn radio last thing for you then coach uh this is sort of the culmination for a great many athletes but also uh several will probably progress on to the ncaa regionals in sacramento in a couple weeks so um what's the transition point like for those that are moving on and, and when will you fully know just the regional championship field yeah, we've got declarations tonight for that, and then we'll find out who is in the field for sure by Wednesday. Um, you know, some we know about for sure based on their marks that they're going. There's a couple that are on the bubble uh, that we're going to wait and find out on Wednesday. But I think we're going to have a group of anywhere from six to eight athletes going, which is a, a fine contingent for the University of Montana to go down to Sacramento and compete against the very best. Basically, the West region is is made up of every university uh, that is west of the Mississippi River. So the entire state of Texas outward, uh, it's a heck of a region for track and field. And, uh, you know, we're really going to get those kids will really find out what big time track and field is like when we get out to Sacramento and they get to compete against all those other universities from, from throughout the Western region. Well, it'll certainly be fun to follow and uh, congratulations on a great first year. And uh, thanks so much for being here today, coach. Hey Colton, thanks for having us. We appreciate the support and go Grizz. There you go. University of Montana head men's and women's track and field coach, Doug Fraley, Lyle Weiss, who holds a identical role at Montana state joins us next. The Montana Sports Hour, presented by Blackfoot Communications, rolls on. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Radio. I don't even have a good story for you why today is Nate Dog Day. It just is what it is. I don't know. I just I just really wanted to listen to a bunch of hip hop with Nate Dog singing the hook. It's because it's a sunny Monday in May. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We are rolling through the Montana Sports Hour, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right service for you and your business, Visit GoBlackfoot.com. We've been very track-centric here for the second half of the Montana Sports Hour because the Big Sky Outdoor Track and Field Championships just wrapped up over the weekend in Greeley, Colorado. Second-place finishes for both Montana State's men and women's track teams. Uh, Outstanding effort, particularly by the distance core on both sides. Duncan Hamilton, the uh, most valuable athlete of the meet after winning the steeplechase, 
and also taking home medals in both the 5,000 meters and the 1,500 meters. And that was just the tip of the iceberg for what was uh, an outstanding weekend for the Bobcats. Montana State head track and field coach Lyle Weiss now joins us uh, on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Coach Weiss, thanks for being here, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks uh, so much for having me. Well, for, first of all, let, let's just talk about uh, the meet in general because uh, interesting having it there in Colorado. I know the weather was a little hairy at first, but then it got nice. So uh, what would you think of just your team uh, in Greeley this weekend? What would you think of just taking home second-place finishes on either side? Yeah, it was really a great team effort by both the men's and women's teams. Um, and, yeah, especially the – we didn't have anyone competing competing in the multis on Wednesday or Thursday, um, but the conditions were really rough out there for those competitors. Um, and then it was still pretty challenging out there on Friday with some wind, um, but all the student-athletes from all the teams, they battled through and, um, yeah, had a, a really good conference championship meet. We had Duncan Hamilton on the show last week, and I always love talking to that guy. He's such a phenomenal athlete, such a great uh, ambassador for the university as a whole. Uh, but just take us through – his Friday, because he runs the steeplechase. He wins for the fourth time in a row. That in, in itself, uh, a record-setting landmark moment. First man ever to win four straight steeplechases. Uh, but then he turns around and runs a sub-four-minute, 1,500 meters, about 20 minutes later. So I, I know he wasn't even the only guy on your squad that did that either. Rob McManus did that same turnaround, I believe. So uh, how do those guys get ready for that? I mean, how impressive is that from your perspective for distance guys to be able to turn around and run two back-to-back grueling races in the span of less than half an hour? Yeah, those guys they didn't have much more than 15 minutes in between the races. Uh, but I think it's a testament of how hard they train um, throughout the entire year with not taking much for a break. And uh, we do really high-volume workouts with a lot of quality work. Um, and then, yeah, they're, they commit themselves to doing that so that when they you know have a grueling steeplechase race and then just short 15 minutes, they can come back against some of the best or against the best 1500 meter runners in the conference and still qualify their way through to the finals. And that's just the beginning of what was an outstanding Friday and an outstanding overall meet. Ben Perrin uh, Friday night goes out and wins the 10,000 meters. Camilla Noe, same thing on the women's side. On in Saturday, you had multiple places in the 5,000 meters on the men's side and the women's side. So, I mean, is is it just this, uh, the, the the production of the training, or how have you guys been able to become so competitive, uh, especially in this, which is one of the top distance running conf- uh, conferences in the entire country? How have you guys been able to do that and sort of keep pace with NAU and, and sort of set your own pace here these last uh, couple of years? We've had great leadership from our student-athletes. Um, on the men's side, that's definitely started with Duncan Hamilton. Um, he's finishing up his fifth year here. Um you know, and he was a bit of a leader as a true freshman, uh, but definitely after, you know, his freshman year and, you know, the last four years, he's been kind of the unquestioned leader of the group. Um, every day in the workouts, everyone can gauge what they're doing or they can, they don't really have to uh, bring the energy themselves. They know Duncan's always going to be so solid and he's going to, you know, set the tone. So, like, he's he's just been a great leader, and it's been really similar with Camila on the women's side where um, just works hard every day and uh, goes out there and is going to really challenge themselves in practice. So that great leadership has really, really helped, and then we've had, you know, been fortunate in recruiting. We've had some of the better um, Montana um, high school athletes uh, distance on the distance side come to MSU, 
Um, that's been a large part of our success and then sprinkled in uh, some individuals like Rob McManus, who's from Kashmir, Washington, um, and then some women distance runners from around the region. Um, but really, it's just that they work really hard. Uh, they're committed. They enjoy the hard work. They enjoy the process. Um, and yeah, they just had a lot of success and it's exciting to see where the program uh, has come over the last few years with the men's team qualifying for the NCAA championships for the first time. I know our women's distance runners are really excited about the possibility of qualifying for an NCAA cross country championship as a team. Um, but it's been fun to see that come to fruition on the men's side and kind of see that uh, there's a nucleus uh, on the women's side of uh, that growing momentum that kind of indicates that they might be uh, a team that can qualify for the NCAA championships and just have a really great uh, women's distance program. You want us now, ESPN Radio, it's the Montana Sports Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications. Lyle Weiss, the head coach of the Montana State Track and Field team, joining us. And Coach, we're up against this, so I'll just ask you one more question, but i got to ask you just individually about Ben Perrin because, you know, now his name is mentioned with a couple absolute legends there at Montana State. I think there's only three guys that have won multiple 10Ks there at MSU, and that's Shannon Butler, who's one of the greatest athletes in the history of the Big Sky Conference. Casey Germain is one of the great distance runners ever to come out of MSU, and now uh, Ben Perrin. So, uh, how's the Flathead native done it? I mean, he, he has been one of the best guys, but, uh, I mean, that's a that's a tough race to win in the Big Sky Conference given the prestige that NAU always has there. So how has Ben able to do it for the second year in a row? Yeah, so Ben, he comes from a running family, um, and they've all had a lot of success. Um, so he's been around distance running and college distance running uh, for a while, or it's kind of throughout his high school years. And um but uh yeah he he competes really well he's a great racer um so he does really well in practice but every time on race day he takes it to another level um and in those competitions where it's head-to-head between with ben versus someone else or he's going head-to-head with one of the nau runners um you know he's going to give him a fight and he often has, has, has a number of times now come up on top so um yeah he's just a, a great racer well very cool and uh the best news is this is not it for a lot of these uh young men and women there's a lot of uh track and field remaining out in front of them so we will catch up with you here uh before uh the uh the season's completely over coach but thanks so much for being here today thank you so much for having me lyle weiss montana state head track and field coach that's uh, a great point too it's worth pointing out I mean, Doug Hamilton's one of the great uh, steeplechase runners in the world. He's from Bozeman, Montana. Zach Perrin's, uh, Ben Perrin, excuse me, Zach Perrin is his brother. Uh, he mentioned the distance running family, and I thought of uh, Zach Perrin. Ben Perrin is, you know, he's a Kalispell kid, you know? Camilla Noy from Bozeman. So th- that's been a part of it. I mean, to have, th- these kids are unbelievable trainers, and, and they have improved so much. But they also had the baseline starting point, too. I mean, Camilla Noe was, was on this show when she was a high school junior because she was going to the, I can't remember if it was the regional or the national track and field meet, but she was as a high school kid. So uh, sometimes, you know, you get the good fortune of having premier elite talent you know, right in your backyard there uh, in Bozeman. There's been a couple... Exactly like that. I mean, Levi Taylor from just up the road in Laurel as well. So some of the best distance runners uh, in the state of Montana have the potential to be some of the best distance runners in all of the NCAA. And a lot of those 
young people have chosen Montana State uh, as of late. It is the uh, Montana Sports Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot's customers have access to the latest technologies backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right service for you and your business, visit goblackfoot.com. It's Andrew's dream come true. Nothing but NBA playoffs to lead off hour number two. That's next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 